and welcome to By Its Cover podcast, one marriage's journey through movie night using only the covers of movies found on streaming services. I'm one half of your host, Bree. I'm the other half, Kevin. And we're back today watching the movie Spiral, which we found on Amazon Shutter. Not to be confused, I think, isn't that also the name of the most recent Jigsaw movie? Yeah, with Chris Rock. Yes. Yes. Not yes. that one. The other no. spiral. The other spiral from yeah. a year earlier than yeah. the other spiral. Turns <laughs> out if you make enough movies, you'll run out of words. Spiral. <laughs> Sometimes when I was growing up, I used to think, how how are they always going to create new songs? Because don't you think that at a certain point, a s- songs will all be ha- will have been sung? And I'm like, no. Logically, no. <laughs> so that that's just a little. Yeah. Do you, do you imagine a thousand years from now, somebody's like, fuck you, Shakespeare. I'm making Hamlet with two T's. <laughs> Hamlet-a. Hamlet-a. <laughs> and then a thousand years after that, the guy's like, fuck you, three T's. <laughs> and then a thousand years after that, they're like, nothing because we destroyed the planet (laughs) the sun has gone dark (laughs) Uh, so what we're saying is we're going to throw our voices into the future void and talk to you about this movie what (laughs) throw our voices into the future void what kind of we are you on dmt during this podcast I don't know what DMT is. Are you experiencing ego death? We were like, I'm projecting myself into the astral realm. (laughs) Bree is observing this color, but so is Bree's third eye. (laughs) I do talk about future Bree a lot in my life. Yeah. Doing doing positive things now for future Bree. I'm so worried that future Kevin is going to come back and just kick the shit out of me at some point. <laughs> just time travel a guy with just loose skin hanging off him like a like a just a human flying squirrel. Just being like, the fuck, man. We invented machines to just suck the fat out of you. You know what they don't get rid of? Flaps. And he just bashes me with flaps. Kevin, that is so visceral in that imagery. <laughs> just slapping me around with those things Stop. like bat wings. Kevin, don't make me conversation safe word you on our podcast. That's remarkable for you listeners at home that are just hearing us on the podcast. You missed nothing because I'm that good with words. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about the movie now or is there anything else random that you'd like to bring up? Oh, I'm sorry. Am I spiraling? Is that not okay? I thought that was on brand for today's movie. We're making it a theme. Yeah. How many okay. times can Kevin ironically reference the title of this movie? Uh, probably a lot. You're very good with words. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about you. I don't think that's so much a spiral. I think that's more of a swirl. Uh, can they be synonymous? I don't know. Also, I just I just would love a movie. If they're like, there's a giant cinnamon bun in the sky. What does this mean? 
Okay, so for those of our people that are watching on YouTube, you can see the cover, but those that are listening to the podcast, because you're awesome and you are probably driving to work or, you know, relaxing and listening to our soothing voices as we uh, discuss movie covers. Uh, we thank oh, you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is Bye's cover getting you through the fives and the tens. All right, <laughs> let's get it on. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, Kevin, would you like to describe the cover? Oh, my God. Would I love to describe this cover? Okay. So, my folks, my, my coverinos. My cover, my coveters? I don't know. What are we? Are they bickers? Ah, uh, no. Okay. Kevin I've never heard somebody say a word that rested so much on pronouncing a B. <laughs> Bick. As yeah, in, I, I know. I just don't want to mush mouth my way through that one and end up canceled, Bree. <laughs> um, for, for our listeners, what do you guys want to be called? Cover Reach not. out to us. Uh, we'd love to get some options from you. Uh, they're uh, by its covered jury members. Jury members. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, jurettes. Um, <laughs> all right. To describe this cover to you. So we have uh, in dead center, it's this cinnamon swirl of it, birds. It's birds. Which also, yeah, it's a spiral. It's a spiral of <laughs> birds. It's a swirl of birds. And it just, uh, it's it looks like they have like four that they used and they just Photoshopped them, like <laughs> stamp tooled their way around because you can see where they repeated them. Yep. And uh, also, that's an inefficient shape for those birds. They're going to hit each other at some point. Yeah. Um, they're going to. Uh, also, it, why are these birds flying like it's a NASCAR rally? They're all just turning left. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm sure there's going to be a reason they're in a spiral yeah, formation. But <laughs> also, like, wouldn't your spiral go the other way? Like down to a point at something, or rather up into the universe, like into the ether. Like these birds are like, I'm going to peck out the moon. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're definitely spiraling up towards the sky as opposed to down yeah. towards like um, Tippy Hedburn and the birds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hedron. 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 Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Put some respect on her name uh, because Alfred Hitchcock tortured her. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> um, and then we have uh, the in that there's like this forest clearing, which also, again, I do not understand the perspective of this photo. Yeah, like it's it, it's because these trees, like the spiral, actually, if you were turning, like if you were looking at this dead on, these trees are angled weird, or these birds are like flying <laughs> parallel to the ground. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's it's almost like they split the cover in half. So uh, yeah. the bottom half you haven't explained yet, but it's a house, and it, it's like right above the house should be the trees but they've like f inverted the sky so it's um perpendicular as opposed to where it should be yeah it uh also uh this is clearly the backyard of the house yes for sure uh, looking at this it's funny they have this like little path again i think this is all a composite image oh no doubt because there is no front door to this house. Either that or these people are giant. Like, and I get like, it's supposed to be some forced perspective, 
but unless that door that like path the door ducks down like it's got no, a little no, no. scoop this is definitely the backyard yeah this has to be a backyard also it's got a chain link fence i love that for some reason yeah. i'm like you never <laughs> see movies where they have chain link fences they always have uh very much a uh, like the white picket fence to create that pastoral mm-hmm. americana kind of vibe anyways they're in this the woods so it's weird to be like yeah anyways very lovely backyard you can even see some of their backyard patio furniture on the their yep. their, their deck um There's their raised like a, deck uh, goes into table. like a little basement um i'm not i'm gonna call them out a little bit curtain game is a little dated uh it is for sure i this almost looks like a um a calif what is that called a split level house yeah yeah uh yeah. so <laughs> it looks because like, i mean it's clearly a two-level home but the basement has windows that are within the ground. Yeah. Like it's a ground a level. Kind of, but not. Uh, yeah, it's very weird. Anyways, uh, but then there's architecturally aside, uh, <laughs> and whether we're seeing the front or the back of the house, very confused. Um, <laughs> everything in this movie already has set me up to be disoriented. Um, we have three <laughs> figures, and heck, for all I know, they're wearing the robes fucking backwards. All right. They almost look pleathery, too. Yeah. Like the actual um, texture of them. Well, like one's got a point to it. Oh, they do. Oh my god, they you. do look like uh they do almost look like they're uh they're garbage bags. No, I mean like they're something, but they very I could almost imagine um like dollar store. Yep. Ch- cheaper plastic kind of thing. Anyways, uh three of them are wearing red robes walking towards the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Spiral, and why is nothing in Spiral in a fucking Spiral? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, to be fair, there's no O in Spiral that would. Yeah, have but been- you could have spiraled the P or the R. Yeah, or the hole in A. I it's, mean, there's things you could have spiraled. It looks like instead that they sliced, like they took a katana and sliced the yeah um, uh, letters. There, there's that movie that Anthony Hopkins and Ryan Gosling did get together. Fracture. Yeah, that does this like thing, and yeah. Anyways, the tagline for this movie is "Fear is everywhere." Mm-hmm. And um, everything in the little font is way too little. Yeah, and we can't. Just that it. tagline: "Fear is everywhere." It's not a terrible tagline. No. Mm-mm. Um, so I'm like, is the spiral going to be a metaphorical spiral? Like this person spirals into insanity from fear? Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, uh, or they're like, hey, these birds are fucking dumb. Oh, man, that blows my mind. I'm afraid of dumb birds. <laughs> so they're uh, up above. Uh, there are three sets of four star reviews. Uh, you've got the Hollywood News. Something dreadful and dead central all gave it four stars which i'm assuming is, is four that out of four. dreadful not lately lately late i don't know i uh, don't know it must be some horror blogger i'm betting yeah i don't know i am not i'm not up on the blogs and the zines nope it's column <laughs> me neither um i okay uh wonder where they got them from notice they're not tied to like an actual reviewer yeah, like I mean, tied to these, they're tied to these websites, but you know, it also could be like the user review on uh, like Rotten Tomatoes sometimes, where they'll like try to hide it, where they're like, 
yeah, it's got a 20% with the critics, but like 90% of audiences loved it. <laughs> and there's like two audience people yeah. that reviewed it. <laughs> yeah. So, ooh, um, I'm not trying to prejudge a book by its cover. I mean, isn't that That's literally what? Movie. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go with lower budget. Okay, yeah, I'll agree with that. They kept the chain link fence. That's an easy Photoshop fix. Uh, but uh, chain link fence. Hmm. What do I predict for the plot based on this cover? Cult. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with a, a cult. Uh, and they're wanting to sacrifice someone in that house. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Uh, I would almost bet that that person's going to be Ooh, are they going to be the chosen vessel of the Antichrist because they're they're the, the crows are following them? But also, like, I've had crows follow me and it just meant that I had like French fries that day. <laughs> so I would uh, man, I could I could have seen in happier times me being like, I am the unholy one. <laughs> I have the power to summon crows. And then they're like, caca, caca. They eat all my fries. And I'm like, oh, they have abandoned me. My minions. <laughs> we were to take over the world. I am going through like four accents in my disappointment of not being <laughs> the Dark Lord's vessel. Um <laughs> The murder of crow masters. Because they know I praise the Jesus. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I just lost all of our religious listeners. Um, Do we have any at this point? <laughs> I don't know, man. I <laughs> We have listeners that I can't afford to alienate the religious ones. So... <laughs> Um, is there anything else you want to predict about no, this movie? No, let's, let's hear your prediction. Okay, so my prediction is that uh, it's We need not a graphic that goes across the screen. When prediction! You know, oh, you know prediction! I don't have our banners up. What the heck, Free? Amateur hour on this podcast. I tell no. you what. Look at that. Much better. Yeah. Um, I think that it's going to be witches. I think, I think witches? it's going to be... Yeah, I think it's going to be a coven of witches that also that find the chosen one in this house. I truly I, I agree with your thought there when you said it. I was like, that's what I was going to say. Antichrist guy or girl? Uh, I don't think it's going to be an antichrist. I think it's just going to be somebody that meets the requirements for a spell or ritual that they're doing. Um, and they have chosen it because there was a spiral of crows above this house. Um, I also think it's going to be a low budget film, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a bad film. Yeah. Um, they, uh, I actually enjoy the chain link fence on the cover because I feel like it's a lot more realistic to. <laughs> yeah, I'm so know. sick. I'm so sick of the chosen one being like a senator's daughter or yeah. uh, or an ambassador's son. I'm like, what if it's Marv? Yeah, <laughs> and he's just like, oh shit, y'all. Uh, you telling me my daddy was Satan? Mama, you said it was Dale Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> You said he raced number 24, not number 666. <laughs> and she's like, boy, I told you what I told you. And he's like, well, maybe I'll go see daddy if you're going to be like this. <laughs> and then he's um, just chilling in hell. And Satan's like, hey, uh, kid, when are you going to go back to your mom's? Huh? He's like, this is 
this is cramping my style. I had succubus chicks coming over. All right. Like you gotta, you gotta get out of here. You know, if, uh, my hoof sock is on the doorknob, don't come into Satan's place. Come back another day. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you don't want to walk in on Satan when he's getting it nasty. No, right. uh-uh. Yeah, you you don't want to see the Dark Lord's vinegar stroke where he's just like, <laughs> oh God, no, Kevin. You're like, no. oh my God, it's when angels cry. <laughs> <laughs> or when crows spiral. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go hang out with my crow friends. <laughs> to me, my crow friends, quick to the food court at the mall, I will get Sbarro's for us all. <laughs> Oh no. So yeah, I think it's going to be some sort of ritual. Do you ever know when I just do things cuz I'm like I'm going to make this real tempting for her to cut up for a reel? Uh actually I don't think of that. Uh I really don't think about our our uh, reel cutting until I start doing the transcribing. I actually make myself some notes on what if I'm laughing while I'm transcribing it? Uh, that's usually a good indicator that it's gonna get in the real, or if one of us says something really profound, um, or talk about how um, dicks can become super soaker holy water for killing vampires, then that that's usually a good indicator. Oh, I just got a movie idea. You want to tell us? No. Okay. What if, oh, could you see a movie where like a priest is like planning a prison break, but from hell? So he's like, it's just the movie's him like tucking condoms full of holy water up his butt. Why? He's just like, like, then he's just in hell because I imagine hell works like prison where like the demons are like, we're not checking the priest's butt cheeks. (laughs) Ah, They like it too much. (laughs) And, uh, so he's like, finally, he's there and he's like, all right, time to break out of hell. And they're like, why did you come here? You weren't here. <laughs> you had a pass to the other side. He's like, I got to punch Satan in the dick. <laughs> but the sock was on the door. <laughs> yeah, he like kicks down because he doesn't understand hoof sock code. And then he just looks Satan dead in the eyes and Satan's like, Bleh! and he's like, oh, <laughs> Nobody needs to see that vinegar stroke and throws holy water condom bombs on him. (laughs) Did not expect Satan's O face to be the callback on this one, did you? (laughs) Uh, We uh, just so you people know, uh, we are recording this very early or late in the day. (laughs) Brie was like, "Hey, do you want to record?" And I'm like, "I've had a Mountain Dew." (laughs) (laughs) And. So this might be a little bit weirder than our normal one. (laughs) Honestly, uh, anything to keep from having to talk about Spiral. (laughs) Now, there is a chance I have been wrong before. Yeah. Never. On this podcast with some of these movies. I just can. There's just part of me that's like when you have infinity trees that defy physics. And you just like. You you got four bird stamps and you're just like, fuck it. We're, we're like <laughs> the fact that I'm so it's this cover feels like shit. The teacher is coming to collect this assignment. I didn't do it. And I just have lunch to make it work. 
just, We've all been there. <laughs> yeah, this reminds me of like there is a deadline, and somebody was like, "Fuck it, all right, let's do this." You and know, and the fact that it's not a spiral, it's a swirl. What's the okay? I'm googling what the difference a between a spiral and a swirl. There's a difference, and I feel like one is a, clearly a swirl. This is a spiral. This is definitely a spiral. Difference um, between spiral and swirl. Vamp <laughs> for me, baby. Vamp. I'm going to, except you keep interrupting me. Um, it's it's interesting because I I feel like this movie is gonna be um more than than what the cover shows, obviously. Uh but do you ever think about the fact that you know, we harp on covers a lot and I hope that there's not someone out there that's done like a majority of the covers we've watched and we've just been ragging on them. And if there is a person that does digital art for movies and we've hurt your feelings, I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, bro, do better. Oh! <laughs> Look, no, like I, graphic design, I movie posters, that is its own art. I love and trust me, there are certain movie posters that I get like nostalgic and teary eyed over that mm-hmm. I just can look at. Um, yeah. So, it, but I also am like that movie cover is so much your first entrance to the film. Yeah, that's true. And I would almost rather have you go with something understated and like su- like subtle mm-hmm. than just trying to like swing for the fences and do something that doesn't fit. Um, okay, so the difference between a, a, a spiral <laughs> and a swirl. This is a fucking spiral. I told you it was a spiral. <laughs> so swirls just would go along the same path. Yeah. Like a spring. Okay. Okay, and a spiral goes in towards a destination. So, it's not a cinnamon swirl; it's a cinnamon spiral. I mean, it. it yes. It's yeah. A so now I get to go to Cinnamon and have that conversation. No, it's a cinnamon roll. Okay. This cin- podcast has made me now have to rage at a Cinnabon employee. No, they didn't sign up for this, but it's gonna happen. You're not doing that. As somebody that's worked in customer service, you don't get to do that. It's not their uh, fault. It is not their fault, but they have a Sharpie you somewhere could, in the vicinity. You could call corporate. Oh, there will be such a tweet. <laughs> okay, but once again, it's a cinnamon roll. It's a cinnamon roll that's rolled into itself. To Which make- is a spiral. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a cinnamon spiral. It's not a cinnamon swirl. Who calls it a cinnamon swirl? Bruh, everyone calls it a cinnamon swirl. Ain't no, nobody call it a cinnamon spiral. Nobody calls it. No, it's a cinnamon roll. Nobody calls it a cinnamon They'll swirl. They'll be like, it's got swirls of cinnamon in it. And all it's a spiral of cinnamon it's got, in it. It doesn't have swirls of cinnamon in it. Mm. It's basted with cinnamon. Okay. Of the two of us. Who has studied the Cinnabon menu more? Well, not me, because I don't know shit about Cinnabon. Exactly. So I am just saying you are fighting in an arena you are not prepared for. Is there actually something? I don't know why I'm sounding like a southern general. (laughs) 
Like, my dearest Margaret, (laughs) I learned the difference between a spiral and a swirl today. (laughs) Did you know it is inaccurate to say that a quarterback threw a spiral? It was really the quarterback threw a swirl. (laughs) I don't even know if I'm right anymore. Now I've said it so many times that I have it confused. You're talking yourself out of it. Yeah, I great. Thank you, Spiral. Evil is everywhere. Now my confusion is ubiquitous. <laughs> it is I I am just left questioning everything about the world. Do words even have meanings? <laughs> also, I know if I ever see birds goddamn spiral around something, I'm shooting some birds. <laughs> All right, Kevin, is there anything else you want to get into before we go watch this movie? Hey, guys, go watch this movie. Hey, folks, go well, watch no. this movie. Go watch it while we're watching it. Also, throw a French fry to a crow. Make a new friend. Are you recommending this movie before you even watch this movie? No, I'm saying watch it while we watch it and we can we can bond. We can be a, a swirly spiral of movie watching and then I've, come back and listen to what our thoughts are on it. Yeah, man. Like, look, I we have done nearly a hundred of these. Yeah, not really. And I do not have it quite down the order of operations. For <laughs> no, this you clearly don't. <laughs> I don't know what you folks as an audience enjoy, <laughs> but I know I'm going to go watch a movie. Yeah, let's go watch a movie. And we're back having just watched 2019's Spiral. Yes, I've not seen a movie that I was like, you guys should be able to blame this on the pandemic that happened before the pandemic. (laughs) Uh, Yes, correct. So this was 127 minutes of a movie. (laughs) I felt like 127 hours uh, because I was looking for a way to cut off an arm. (laughs) Um, Okay, so, Kevin, what did we uh, snack on while we watched this movie? Uh, We had spaghetti sauce that I made that was very spicy. Um, It was was just, I think, like sugar-free tomato sauce, which not the way to go. Um, but I, like I did, I did magic. I'm not saying I'm a wizard, but I'm at least a warlock in the kitchen. All right. Like I've pledged myself to the Dreadlord Cthulhu and occasionally I make good shit happen. Um, um, you are, you are very good in the kitchen. And then since we are on this lag, we can't have glutens in our tum tums for whatever reason. Uh, we had chickpea noodles, which... Much like a movie called Spiral is a pale imitator of something better. <laughs> um, they're not bad, uh, but I do I do prefer the Hearts of Palm noodles. Uh, since you make such a great sauce, I don't necessarily need. Uh, I love noodles. I love pasta. I always will. Um, but. Uh, your sauces are so good. They kind of just need some sort of vessel for them. Uh, and the hearts of palm noodles are uh, my preference. You know what my secret is? What? You either got to cook it long enough or add sugar to take some of the acid out of it. 
So oh, you okay. can always tell like if you're cooking it long enough, your sauce, if it starts to turn kind of a uh, like a more of a darker reddish brown mm-hmm. instead of a bright red, you've cooked out some of the acid and it's going to be pretty tasty. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah, just because t- tomatoes themselves are fairly acidic and we don't ever think of it that way. But like, yeah, mm-hmm. there's some acid in it that's just not uh, it, it makes it a very kind of sharp taste. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned this from a person that claims to be Italian. I have no idea if the science to that is accurate, but I'm just like, he a taco with his hands, so I believe him. Um, then again, I should also be like, he a sounded like Mario. Maybe I should doubt him. Uh, Sorry to our Italian listeners. Uh, I just was very offensive to you. I expect a letter from the Italian Anti-Defamation League where they're like, hey, you want to talk about us like that? We send you an offer you can't refuse. I don't know why I went Russian at the end, but they're like, that's how that's how anti-Italian defamation we are. We go Russian. (laughs) Uh, One more and you'll have the Axis powers, right? (laughs) Wait, which side of World War Two do you think Russia fought on? hun? The bad side? No, they were the good guys. Oh, well, okay, never mind. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, uh, which side do you think is the bad side? Wait, we're, oh yeah, okay, never mind. I yeah, I just had to like roll back into my high school history class and and realize that I sounded stupid. I'm sorry. Oh no! Uh, sometimes we say uh, small town education left uh, left some some gaps. They were no. like, you need to know the history of why we have five harvest festivals. World War Two that happened in the it's like. It's not that. It's just the wars really stress me out. Yeah. And so they they don't live in my brain. Well, that's because nobody tells you this. But growing up in a small town is a lot like being a hobbit. (laughs) You're just like, (laughs) well, that's in the big people world. I don't have to worry about that. (laughs) I hope the turnips come in this year. (laughs) You you joke, but it is a lot like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was not in a much bigger town. We like to like look down on you people. And we're like, hmm, yes, we're population <laughs> 9,000. <000." laughs> we had one stop, one stoplight in my hometown. And it yeah. was actually not in the town. It's, it was like to get access to the freeway <laughs> the to freeway get to other towns. <laughs> they were like, please just stop and just take a look. Please, just, we have stuff. Um, so if you guys couldn't tell, we're doing a very good job of ignoring this movie. Uh, hence why only two podcasts came out in the month of October. Uh, we have been, we have been avoiding talking about this. And at one point I just asked Kevin, I was like, can we not record the outro for this? And it's not so much that it was a super bad movie. It's just, I think we both didn't, didn't really care about it. And so it doesn't feel like we're going to have a lot to talk about. Um, so that's why you're getting to know about pasta sauce and stoplights. This was the chickpea noodles of films. Like you're like, I was there. I mean, it did. It occupied the 90 minutes it was supposed to, I guess. Um, Uh, so let me, let me read you. Also, I'm going to, I'm going to call you out a little bit, uh, for our podcast listeners. Brie is throwing a lot of the lateness in our recordings on the feet of this movie. That is only a portion of the story. What's the other My portion? wife has been trapped 
playing Disney's what? Starlight Valley? Dreamlight. <laughs> Dreamlight, Dreamlight Valley. Valley. Oh, that makes it better. You're like, get it right. Okay. It's Dreamlights. <laughs> you know, those fictional things that happen at night in the dark when your eyes are closed. Dreamlights. Mm. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I have not turned the number of times I've either gone to bed and you're just on the switch playing that or <laughs> awoken in the night to see you still playing it. They call it Dreamlight Valley because you've never dreamed since you've started playing it because you're not asleep. <laughs> I I have yes, yeah, absolutely. I'm not even going to defend that. I would have totally accurate. If you would have been just slamming heroin this last month because I'm like, like if she's catching a fucking dragon at least we can eventually record when she wakes up from her nodding off okay <laughs> but like you just came back I like there's no Narcan for Dreamlight Valley <laughs> no no there isn't <laughs> uh, so yes that's one of one of the reasons uh, so I'm going to read the IMDB summary uh, oh, so somebody can remember what happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it says a same sex couple moves to a small town to enjoy a better quality of life and raise their daughter with strong social values. But when neighbors throw a very strange party, nothing is as it seems in their picturesque neighborhood. How does the IMD thing also leave out that this happens in the 80s? Yeah, and and that's what I was the first thing I was going to say is this happens in the 80s. Uh there's computers because um uh what's his name? The guy uh, works Mal IT. Mal Malik uh Malik is a novelist, uh a ghostwriter novelist. And <laughs> meaning he writes novels, not like he's like I just like <laughs> decorated plastic poops and rubber chickens. I'm a novelist. <laughs> Right. A writer would have, be the other he, word we use, but novelist. Well, yeah, he's writing a novel. Okay. He's mm -hmm. ghostwriting a novel for like a um, hardcore Christian that believes in conversion therapy. Um, and he watches videos of the guy on a VHS player. <laughs> that was also a, a big giveaway of the fact that they were in the 80s. <laughs> Well, yeah, and the other guy works, I think, IT for computers, and which I'm like, what was no. IT work in the 80s? No, the you're talking about um, the neighbor Marshall oh. works IT. Yeah, Aaron, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember what Aaron did. Somebody so, worked IT, and because they were like, we had to restore the hard drive, and I was like, it's the 80s. What is that? One fucking floppy disk, <laughs> right? What, what was the hard drive? They're like, oh, it's a little little gerbil that chisels. Although it. At one point, Malik does burn a CD. So and maybe the, they, but the movie says 1987. When did the CD burner come out? I think it came out way later than that. Uh, yeah. So when that, did CD-ROMs happen? Uh, so I think that that might be a misstep in in the film. Well, <laughs> not the first. Uh, that would have happened yeah. in the uh, writing and the pre-production <laughs> meeting side. And whoever greenlit it, there was a lot. This was the fifth misstep, really, in just a sad chain of events. Hey, spoiler alert, folks. I usually try to be semi-positive about these movies. Yeah. I can't be... I can I can find the the gold or the, the, the diamond in the rough in a movie that, like, swings for the fences mm -hmm. and fails uh this movie 
plays it safe in a lot of ways. And I hate that. I hate that. So I mean, I'm, I, I don't know. I just, I was like, how many cliches can one movie jam into it? Oh, this is a gay couple. Cool. Representation matters. Really Absolutely. happy. But and, this, is, this is a gay uh, interracial couple in the eighties, but he also works for a homophobic preacher when he has to decide if his morality is worth it. And I'm like, fuck it. No, no, like nobody, nobody has this many moral quandaries in their existence. Like, well, at least you hope not. Yeah. What if they are? I'm like, hey, man, I think I found a way to like simplify your life. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Don't ghostwrite the hate speech. Yeah. (laughs) And especially since Uh, like they're like trying to be activist uh, and like an activist gay couple. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. If they were a closeted gay couple, they're like, oh, I'm actually just raising my daughter with my uh, best friend, um, you know, and that's actually her uncle. And they like keep it secret. And then like he does this to like pay the bills. I'm like, no, that makes sense. But this guy's trying to be like, we're trying to be good role models. I'm like, then you work for the Westboro Baptist Church guy. Like, fuck off. <laughs> well, we might actually have I mean, to have you bleep uh, the <laughs> the first name of that because I don't want them to. Yeah, I don't want big them listeners. anywhere anywhere near our podcast. Yeah. Um. So Malik and Aaron are the couple and Aaron's daughter, Kayla, uh, moves with them outside of Chicago to a suburb. Yeah. Um, Aaron and Malik have a bit of an age difference and um, Malik and Kayla actually get along pretty well. Um, But Kayla's mom doesn't doesn't want anything to do with her um and kayla is getting made fun of because not getting made fun of but like her boyfriend that she talks to on the phone says just make sure not to share a water glass with them because it was implying that about the aids uh epidemic and prior to more knowledge about um hiv and aids uh Shout shout out Ronald Reagan for being a big old piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, they go to this idyllic little town. I don't remember the name of it. I'm not sure that it matters. Um, Malik um, has PTSD from a past trauma with an ex-boyfriend that got beat up in front of him. But he dies in front of him. That's a big reveal at the end. Is it though? Oh. Oh God! Because he talks, he talks to him on the phone through the whole movie, and you think he's going psycho, and you find out that they like switched his meds or something to a placebo, and um, the boyfriend is actually dead. He's been talking to no one. Yeah, but (laughs) this is the other part that's weird. Uh, The boyfriend aged up somehow for like he's a teenager yeah. when he dies and he's like but it also would have been really weird if he had been like talking to him on the phone and he's like talking to a teenage boy yeah <laughs> that hilarious we're like oh no we've got other things we've got to deal with with malik um yeah i again this is like uh, it just at a certain point i'm like you've stacked so many things of unbelievability onto it to try to justify what's going on in the movie like why this is like i'm like okay um I I can buy gay couple, interracial gay couple uh, with a, a daughter, you know, like I can buy all these things. I can buy the hate crimes due to the AIDS epidemic. But I'm like, you're also going to add in there this like 
mental illness angle like is it is it not especially since the movie does such a just a they're like this movie is again when i talk about playing it safe they just kind of are like yes this explains this thing and tries to make it very overt to the audience that nothing's subtle like by the time it gets revealed that he's talking to a dead boyfriend you're like this movie has gone out of its way to try to be like hide that that's the twist and to a point that you're like okay like why is that also it doesn't play into any of the later parts of the movie really they're just kind of like yeah it could have all been in his head and you're like but but by that point we know it's not well and and the thing about it this almost felt like two different movies because you've got you've got aaron and malik and kayla dealing with being this um a typical family for the time in a small society uh in suburb white america that you know having to deal with all of the stuff that comes with that uh but the neighbors actually are very accepting of them outwardly um and so it turns out there's like this whole other plot line plot line with the neighbors that's actually a cult slash coven slash maybe vampires like no it's straight up the devil oh see i didn't even it's it's hardcore like this is satan this isn't like this is demons this isn't a vampire cub because that so uh, let's just fuck it like i'm gonna spoil the shit yeah, out I mean, of this movie because we're, we're not gonna recommend this it doesn't movie, it doesn't so. it, it doesn't matter like this is where this is where i get like this movie is trying to be a morality tale that doesn't like doesn't follow um so it, it just builds stuff for no real reason like it, malik's mental illness and then aaron gets they they fake that aaron was it aaron or malik has the affair uh, it's supposed to be Malik that yeah. um, has an affair with the old man's the Younger old man son. next door grandson. Yeah, and what happened is they drugged Malik and then took pictures with him and the kid. Yeah, well, he wasn't a kid. He, he's like in his twenties. Yeah, Malik's going crazy. It's just there for no real like good reason. He's living out of his car. He's in a hotel room, but then he goes to this abandoned house of the people that used to live in his house. Turns out that he finds a ton of evidence that all the past people that lived in this house were all sex, same sex couples, and they had all died in murder suicides. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's like this history of of horror in the fact that all of these same sex couples had had this tragic thing happen to him. And Malik's seen uh, the neighbors perform like some sort of weird ritual. And um, he just he, while he's going crazy off his meds, then he's also dealing with this information and- which also like i'm sorry for a movie that's trying to present itself as like this very progressive value of like hey we're going to present this same sex couple it's just it's a non-traditional relationship but love is love which like cool message then you're going to turn around and still demonize mental illness mm-hmm. as this like if you are have a mental illness you're also going to murder everyone and you're like you're going to go crazy you're gonna have a psychotic snap uh he eventually breaks into this party shoots the well because it's kayla's 16th birthday she figures out that that the whole purpose of this 
is to sacrifice the virgin 16 year old daughter that all of these people have had. And um, so he breaks into Kayla's 16th birthday party to save her. And is that when he runs upstairs? And no, he he shoots he the shoots guy. Marshall, the, the yeah, IT the, guy. Look, audience, we are we're talking so much over this plot because it doesn't make any fucking sense. But, it, it, like there, there's too many little subplots that they're like, this will all tie together nicely into a bow. But it's just it's like if you fucking threw in a bunch of Christmas lights and you're mm-hmm. like, we'll put it away for, you know, a month. And then you pull it out and you're like, how'd this get how'd this not happen? That's what this fucking <laughs> movie does. It, 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 it's not a spiral. It's a clusterfuck. OK, it's that's what this movie should have been called is clusterfuck a movie so it's this gay couple that has a daughter that there's they also move into this house that has a history of murder suicides meanwhile they're getting uh bullied not bullied that's such an understatement for what's happening they get hate crimed a couple times for being a gay couple but it turns out it's actually all to try to get the 16 year old daughter sacrificed um Malik goes to stop it, shoots the guy that he believes is leading the cult. Marshall. Who, guy hold just, stop. stop. You're not going to add anything that makes this clarity, have clarity for the no, audience. Was, There's no point where they're going to be like, oh, I get it. What was your point about Marshall? Marshall is played by a guy named Lachlan Monroe. Uh, and he's, I mean, you've probably seen him in a ton of things, but every time I see him, uh, I always think about him. He was the, uh, on a movie called Dead Man on Campus. Uh, and he was uh, the roommate that I think kills himself or gets murdered or something. And that's what I always associate him with. <laughs> I would chastise you right now for uh, that, 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 that derailment. But I sat through Spiral, and that was better than anything that movie did. So normally I'd be like, hey, we were on a vibe. We were getting to a point, and you're like, I'm going to tell you about this movie this guy was in. I would rather learn about Dead Man on Campus. Mm-hmm. Also, wasn't that guy in, uh, wasn't he the cop in Freddy versus Jason? Uh, Maybe. I have his IMDb right. up. Well, you look it up. I'm going to be talking. So, Kills Marshall goes to jail for the murder and while he's in jail marshall shows up and it was like actually this is our plan all along and he's like i've been here a long time we keep doing this uh we pick groups that are intentionally hated and like that's what we do which does not make sense if the entire point is to get to this 16 year old girl why don't you fucking find families that have 16 year old girls instead of being like we got to pick the gay couple all right like that doesn't make sense I mean, the, the, I, my guess is their logic behind that is that the authorities aren't going to really push for uh, a Yeah, they're response. not going to investigate. Yeah. Which, uh, okay, I'm like, okay, that's your logic. Also, uh, do you know, historically, authorities didn't really give a shit about women dying. <laughs> like, if you've been doing this every, yeah. like, 20 years, you only had to go back, like, three generations and, like, oh, she had a uterus? You know, fuck <laughs> investigating this crime. Let me know what it happens to a man. <laughs> she, pro- she probably deserved it. Yeah. Well, what was she wearing when she was sacrificed to this devil cult? Uh, yeah. She yeah. what she had ankles showing at the time of murder? Oh, the hoochie deserved it. Um 
because okay and then the movie just to just so they can hit you with this like again this weird morality message that doesn't make any fucking sense the movie at the end after they leave Malik in the prison cell to go crazy and I think it even gives a note like he died in prison or some shit I can't remember that well I like this was a movie that uh, it made me hit my head against the wall trying to make sense of it slash get enough CTE to forget about this movie um because it shows 2002 and it's a muslim husband and wife with their their kid moving into the house and mm-hmm. i'm like you fucking dicks yep because yeah and i'm just like oh okay we get it it's these these like ostracized alienated groups for the cultural time okay but that's not part of your plan like if the whole plan is to get to the daughter why are you guys like it's just like it's like uh it's like satan's like well actually the point is getting a soul but also like along the way we like to have a little fun a little hazing yeah a little uh a little of the stabby walls stabby thing. a little bit of the uh we like to write hate speech on walls uh it's just it's kind of our thing all right like we're yeah. we like to have fun in hell uh we uh everyone thinks we're a bunch of debbie downers no we we know how to party also uh, if i was having a secret satan party I would not make it a 16 year old's birthday party. It's not, it's not. I I prefer my Satan rituals to be eyes wide shut, not 16 candles. All right. That's valid. Yeah. I want rich, pretty people wearing masks, doing butt stuff. I don't want a bunch of people like, oh my God, are you going to get a car? I hope it's a Ford Fiesta. Uh, yes, he was the deputy in Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, this guy just pops up in movie. Also, he's the least likely to be Satan. He looks like a he looks like a teddy bear. Oh yeah, which um, I, I, maybe that was their point. They're like, see, the devil can look in. Even the devil was an angel. I'm like, no, that's not an angel. That is a Care Bear. He has. <laughs> guess how many acting credits he has? Ninety four. 267. Hey, what's his name again? Uh, Lachlan Monroe. Lachlan Monroe. Way to hustle, man. You've made it as a career actor. You're uh, yeah. you're grinding, bro. He's, I mean, uh, honestly, I, although I associate him with Dead Man on Campus, I've, I've seen him in so many things. Um, River, he's on Riverdale right now. Uh, and he was in Pe- Peacemaker uh, with John Cena. Yeah. So, I mean, he's been in a ton of things. He uh, also he, looks like he hasn't aged. Maybe this is a biopic he, about him. <laughs> he's like, how does uh, Lachlan stay so young? Well, he kills <laughs> gay family, 16 year old daughters. Also, uh, also uh, bro, you really only had like gay couples that you could target for like 20 years. But all this, the records show that it kept going back. And I'm like, at a certain point, you should have just like it would have been interracial couples. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, the, I mean, the newspapers never show. But yeah, I but like I'm like again, this movie's trying to be like, oh, hey, we're pretty woke. Look how terrible this is. And I'm like, what's your point with it though? Like, there's yeah. no right. There's, it's not, it's not I, social I mean, commentary. It's just social blabbering. Well, and the thing is, there's never any consequence for the cult. Uh, like they just keep doing their jams. So. Uh, this awful thing that they've been doing, there's 
there's no resolution there. Well, and again, so it's not even like the cult is doing it. So I, I, I hesitate you even using the word cult because it's not a like, and we don't even know why they do it. Either. I think it's what keeps them young. But that's the thing. Yeah, we see them young, but like it's not in a get out way. It's that's why I think he's supposed to be the devil because he also just magically disappears when he goes to the prison cell to taunt Malik. Oh, Malik like turns his that. back and looks back and the guy's gone. Hmm. And uh, he, he, there's these moments where, you know, and Malik shoots him point blank in the chest and he's fine. Yeah, um, which is why I was saying I think they're immortal from. Yeah, the- I, they're supposed to be some level of supernatural, but we also see them in daylight. So if they're vampires, they're not. They're, well, t- they're, they're the twilight kind. I don't know. <laughs> they don't sparkle. But that one kid looked very emo. <laughs> well, it's just again, like you use vampires as social commentary. You know, they are mm-hmm. supposed to be representative of this thing that's a parasite. Um, they represent disease. They like all these things. It, it's like this movie understood that these things are supposed to exist as metaphors, mm-hmm. but not actually understanding what the metaphor they were trying to say was. Because like I'm like I think there's a, I, there is to me a a very fascinating movie that could get made around we target these groups that society chooses to ignore. And in fact, now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm like they did make that movie. It was called fucking Lovecraft Country. All right. Like it was already made like, but is like that commentary has been done. So you got to You got to add to it. Why would Mm -hmm. they do that? Also, don't add in this like it's actually the uh, their young child. Why are you targeting that? I mean, Mm -hmm. if it's if it's this like commentary on the infectiousness of hate, I don't this. Oh, this is going to be a this is going to be an opinion. This movie (laughs) is this movie is like a, a independent art house version well no that was its own art house version but this movie is like trying to halloween ends itself so it's like oh we have this point that we're trying to make and you're like yeah but your point falls fucking apart your point like contradicts itself in its own movie yeah um so i i i did not when we sat down to talk about this i was like i will not be able to rant about this movie and i was like (laughs) no all it takes is Four cups of coffee plus a Starbucks like vanilla uh, (laughs) nitro cold brew. And I'm like, fucking let's do this. Rage. Yeah. I am audience. I am sweating mad over this movie, which is different than my like normal just sweating indifference to a movie. Uh, Kevin, what would you change about this cover? I'd go with a swirl. A swirl instead of a spiral. Also, Oh my god, why is this movie called Spiral? Well, there is a spiral that happens on their cracked windshield. Yeah. That's but... it. <laughs> like it's not like it's a symbol that keeps like popping up and they're like, "Oh no. The Mm-mm. spiral is marking this death." We didn't even get the goddamn bird swir- spiral. Nope. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, I think we did. I don't remember. Of... Yeah. I I was like, "Let's investigate <laughs> the nuance of chickpea pasta over this." It doesn't um, it doesn't show up in the ritual that Malik sees as far as I can recall. Uh, So as to why it's called spiral, um, he has a downward spiral into insanity. And you're like, but you if you're going to have a character have a spiral into madness, you actually have to not validate their opinion. (laughs) Like it has to be (laughs) ambiguous. You don't think if it's all about like, well, is this character crazy or is this actually happening? 
the movie never builds that tension. Yeah. Um, you know, not to compare it to another movie that we were very mad at, 10 Minutes to Midnight. Mm-hmm. At least 10 Minutes to Midnight is like, hey, we'll make it ambiguous until the last like five minutes about mm-hmm. whether or not this happens. Yeah. Whereas this one's like, no, that's I think that's the thing is I wish screenplay writers and directors would understand if you're going to have this dramatic irony where the audience knows something that the characters on screen don't, it's very tough to build a twist that mm-hmm. it's all in a character's head because we have more information than that character. Right. And you then have to, if you're going to do that, you have to make me really love a character to empathize with what they're going through. Otherwise they just look very dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in that. So it's just, you know, what makes Jacob's ladder work is we don't realize that Jacob's dying, uh, you know, mm. until the end or that. Is that he, the one with Robin Williams? Not Robin Williams, uh, Tim Robbins. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I got is the Robin Tim Robbins part. is he's the one that was in um, the Hudsucker. Pro- no, yeah, there uh, you go. Yep, you're right. The- Hudsucker proxy. Arlington, no, yeah, Arlington yeah. Run, Arlington yes. Road. Yeah. yeah, I was, I was thinking um, Hudson Hawk, which is Bruce Willis. But <laughs> or yes, I thought that- you were going to say uh, toys for some reason, because <laughs> they both like Hudsucker proxy is about hula hoops, right? Uh, I have no idea. I don't know. It's been I, a long time since I think I've it's seen about it. hula hoops and uh, toys is about Robin Williams. It's <laughs> like yeah. we just looping back into this um, hula looping. Um, hula looping. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. If we see if we see that, like I don't care. I, I can't. You just you physically can't care because you're like it, it's the prequel problem. Mm-hmm. If I know more about these characters, like I can't have any dramatic tension about whether they live or die. Because mm-hmm. I know they live because they're in the they're in the, right. the one that I originally saw. It's um, like we when we when you started watching the new Rings of Power series, I'm like, why are we watching this? I know Galadriel lives, <laughs> which I was like, uh, wait. And then you watched like one episode. And you're like, OK, I get why we're watching this. It's fucking beautiful. Well, <laughs> it is. It's absolutely gorgeous. And I absolutely adore Nori. Yeah. What a cute little Harfoot. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, back to Spiral. Yeah, I just I can't care about Malik because I'm like, well, we know we know he's right. So everyone like persecuting him. Mm-hmm. I'm they, like, you guys look like assholes. They suck. Yeah, I was like, you guys look like you're not listening to him intentionally. And I understand like if the movie would have not validated him mm-hmm. or not given us the information to understand that he's right, they would have mm-hmm. kept it ambiguous. I'm like, yeah, uh, cool. I do question. Uh, whether or not this is happening uh it's just it's just it's kind of a tension thing um so i don't know i i think they do it to try to make the the twist have impact mm-hmm. but they forget that like the dramatic irony makes it so that twist doesn't have impact you know like it, it's it, they're trying to do it so you understand that you you sympathize with malik's character but they're also pulling the punch on their own twist yeah um, so you would just have a spiral on the cover, dude. I would. Okay. Yeah, I would. Minimal cover is going to do more for this movie. Mm-hmm. Hell do the cracked windshield of the car in the shape of a spiral. Yeah. That image actually matters. At no point is there cultists walking towards that house. However, 
that house is in there mm-hmm. and there is a chain link fence <laughs> and it is clearly their backyard which yeah. also i don't know if i saw like cultists at my front door i'd be like oh goddamn cultists at the front door that's where they're gonna come if i saw cultists in my backyard do you know how mad i would be at them <laughs> i wouldn't even be like for some reason i'm like no you don't you go to the front fucking door and you ring a doorbell and you wait to murder my family you come in the back door I would beat the shit out of a cultist at my back door. Front door, I'd be like, oh, this is terrifying. You know, I'd be like, also, you know, can you guys bring in the Uber Eats with you when you come in? (laughs) Or the Amazon package. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, uh, my back door, I'm like, hey, that's where my friends and I go to shotgun beers and have a bonfire. You don't (laughs) fucking do that. That's my space. It's like if I got chased through the house by like Jason and he corners me in my man cave. I don't have a man cave, but if I did, I'd be like, hey, Jason, not in here. Okay. This is my safe space. Not in my room that's got a live, laugh, love poster, Jason. We don't do that where we live, laugh, love. You go, you go to the bedroom. (laughs) Oh, that feels weird to be like, Jason, go to the bedroom. He's like, (laughs) maybe Jason just needed some love. He's just there naked on the bed. He's like, that feels bad. Jason was a mentally handicapped. uh, Yeah, don't take advantage of Jason. (laughs) Michael Myers, I assume he could consent. And he's, that'd be so funny to see Michael Myers just naked on the bed, but still wearing just the mask is that funny i feel it would like be that's- hilarious. <laughs> i feel like you're um making this i don't know why sneaky. i just seduced michael myers in this story <laughs> but i'd be like sup mike <laughs> you want a trick or you want a treat big boy and he's like Bruh. is that a, is that a knife in your hand or are you just happy to see me <laughs> this one <laughs> Um, so I, I agree with you cover wise. Uh, I think that, um, I would have the spiral on the cracked windshield and you could clearly see, uh, Aaron, Malik and Kayla in the car, uh, all of them looking startled. I think that that would be a good, good cover. Yeah. I like how you're not even terrified, just startled. <laughs> like, oh, that's going to be a deductible. Ugh. Yeah, I was going to say, I have to call insurance for this. Fuck. <laughs> now that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was that was such a dad joke. You're like, oh, the government. <laughs> Well, you're going to have to pay taxes on that. No, you know, the IRS is going to ask questions. The I- real monsters. I do have to say that despite the deficiencies in in the actual story of this movie, I thought the acting was pretty good. Um, They did have some really good atmosphere with uh, the scenes. Um, It definitely felt small town. It was it was desolate because it was wintertime in the Midwest. Um, And so you just kind of felt cold. Uh, so I think I there were some pluses. Uh, overall, my recommendation would be not not to watch this movie. <laughs> this is a weird one because I don't know who to blame. Like, I mean, it would just in like looking and thinking and revisiting it. I'm like, where does this movie who does this movie fall apart with? And I'm, I'm just like, I think that there was a script uh, that there was like a either it needed another draft. Mm hmm. Or something changed in it between drafts. I'm because I'm like, I like the characters. I don't yeah. I don't dislike any of them. And that's and they had the dialogue was fine. Yeah. All the all the there in that. I think that's just it is like this movie is fine, 
if it's done differently like it, it just it and again I, I go back to this movie never takes a risk all the characters even the villains like the guys that are cannibal vampire demon people mm-hmm. all have like the right opinions yeah like, they're, nobody they're ever is wrong affable i mean yeah uh, like i said i feel like this this should have been two different movies um yeah. it or the way that they wove the the storylines together wasn't quite right. It was just off a beat, um, and it I, did need to be trimmed down. I think it, maybe this falls apart in the editing room, um, where it's just like there's the choice to include certain cuts and certain sequences of events too. And I think it's also just ultimately this movie tries to cover too many bases. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it tries to do too much to justify everything that's happening and it mm-hmm. falls apart um, because you're like, I, I, I don't know. Do I need to know this thing? Um, does the do I need to know that this movie that's like, oh, yeah, they're just targeting again. And I just go back to like targeting groups that are already socially ostracized yeah. or at the time, like socially uh, othered. Um, yeah. Right or, or wrongly othered. I'm like, cool. That should be a bigger point than a mm-hmm. really like a couple throwaway lines, and yeah. then one shot at the end. Um, because at no point do I, I. I mean, especially when you're like, you're like the the plot line about their house getting broken into and uh, slurs being written on it. We don't actually ever find out if that's cultists. Like, I mean, I, I assume so because there was proof that they had done it with the previous families. Right. But it, it just like, I don't, but I'm like, okay, so it's like, why are the cultists doing that? Like, why put them on edge? Yeah. You know, um, it, it, is it like, because if it would have been the cultists actually drive them to doing this so they do the work for them, that's one mm-hmm. thing. Um, but it's like, no, you're going to just turn around and cannibalize the daughter anyways. Then why? Why yeah. go through all that work? Um, or if it would have been, no, uh, these cultists are there and like the community knows this and does nothing to protect these people. That's an interesting plot line, especially if it's like, well, yeah, because they're homophobic, like their homophobia or their bigotry is what allows this group to operate undetected. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that would be interesting to me. Yeah. Um because that's a social commentary, but it's just like uh, Lachlan Mc like soft face mm-hmm. going in there, being like, "I'm gonna write the f bomb on this garage." That's really gonna <laughs> that's gonna ruin some days. That's gonna make them real sad and really regret moving to this town. Also, wouldn't you have laughed if they would have been like, "Oh, they okay. wrote they wrote hate speech. We're out of here. We're moving." He's and Lachlan would have been like. Oh, God damn it. I did not think that was an option. I did not understand how the real real or the real estate market worked. <laughs> oh, honey, I'm real sorry. We're uh, we're going to go this year without a soul to send to hell. Uh, I think one of the weirdest parts in this movie, because I didn't catch the part where it said it was set in 1987. Uh, I, I just love you watching. You're like, Ew. I, these are shitty computers. <laughs> well, I figured it out when the computer came on, but it was the fact that Malik and Aaron weren't married. 
And I was like, well, they're clearly in love. They're co-parenting Kayla. Like, and not to say that, that that's the end all be all for a relationship. I just, it was surprising to me because they seemed very much like they wanted to be. And then when you, when I saw the computer, I'm like, Kevin, I don't think this is set in present day. And you're like, yeah, it's set in 1987. I'm like, Oh fuck. They couldn't. It was 87 or 84 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But also like up until 2012, that movie could have been set anywhere. Like, 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 I mean, it wasn't the law of the land. Yeah. So it just, I don't know what this movie's trying to say. I almost wonder if setting it in 1987 was them like being like, hey, this was in the past. Everything's I, good now. I'm not sure that there's any good point yeah. to be made I, from this I movie. Just, so, Kevin, do you recommend this movie? Um, if you want to understand what uh, my rage feels like, <laughs> yes. If you're like, can I get myself into uh, the frenzy that Kevin feels? <laughs> will I froth at the mouth? <laughs> that will, like, I'm like, how how did how did one man drive himself to making chickpea pasta? <laughs> now you know. Now you know. Um, I don't agree. Would you recommend it? I already said no. Yeah, I, I I'm just I'm trying to think what what I would rather. I mean, there's other movies I would rather watch that deal with some of these themes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that one with Samuel L. Jackson and uh, the guy that played Night Owl in Watchmen, um, where they're an interracial oh, couple. Patrick Wilson. Yeah, and it's like reversing the like the d- dynamic of it. Uh, shit, just watch uh, Get Out. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like it, that's a better take on a similar esque theme. Yeah. Um, okay, Kevin. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about this? I'm going to make a movie and I'm going to call it Swirl. And it's going to be about people that get killed in frozen yogurt plants. I was going to say, is it going to be about frozen yogurt? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, the swirl flavors this month are vanilla and death. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, where can we find you on social media? You can find me uh, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Kevin underscore egg, as well as KevinEggleston.com. Bree, where can they find us and see us? So you can find us on Twitter, TikTok, Tumblr, and Instagram at By Its Cover Pod. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, By Its Cover Podcast. And you can also find us on YouTube. We now are YouTube.com forward slash at By Its Cover Pod. We just got our handle approved. Wee! <laughs> I'm so Jazz excited. Hands. All right. <laughs> uh, for those that are not watching, I literally did sparkle fingers. So <laughs> uh, go check out our YouTube. Um, and we thank you guys for listening. And on that note, uh, comedy is the new sex. Comedy is the new sex. <laughs> <laughs>